You're listening to KYMN 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and streaming online at KimRadio.net. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's the show that covers America's pastime through the eyes of the people who love it the most. From journalists to broadcasters, and of course, the athletes that play the game, we will have all your bases covered. Here's your host, Colin Landsteiner. Good afternoon, my name is Colin, and this is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. For the next six months, we'll be talking baseball here on KYMN, one hour prior to first pitch of the Twins games on Saturdays. Of course, the Minnesota Twins are red hot. Since our show last week, they are 5-1, including that 10-2 victory over the Seattle Mariners Thursday at Target Field. So, Dirk Umenhauer will join me in our second segment to discuss our defending AL Central Division champion, Minnesota Twins. But before that, on Thursday morning, I had a quick conversation with St. Olaf head baseball coach Matt McDonald. We talked about the effect of the pandemic on his team, uh, their canceled matchup against the Carlton Knights, and of course, the outlook for the season. Matt McDonald, head coach of the St. Olaf baseball team, joins us. Matt, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Great to be with you, Colin. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Let's talk about kind of, you know, the big headline over the last year in the pandemic. Of course, your series against Carlton this weekend canceled. And, you know, I'm sure it's been a really hard year to coach a college team. What are some of the challenges you've faced this year? Well, I think the the biggest one has been, you know, kind of what just happened to us is, you know, from day one, you're just really on pins and needles, uh, hoping you can make it to the next day, you know, because the uh, the way that COVID spreads and how easily it spreads, you know, it's it's like every team in the country has been impacted at, by by at some point. So, and and our guys, you know, until this latest latest bl- uh, blip on the radar here, we hadn't had one positive case on our team. So, you know, our our guys have done a great job with it. Our school has done a really good job with it. But it's the not knowing if you're going to be able to compete. It's uh, it's draining. You know, between that. And the stinking Minnesota weather, you know, the stress level this year has been higher than it's ever been. So, <laughs> Yeah, the springs are really hard for baseball teams. You never know if it's going to snow, rain, what's going to happen. You just got to keep your fingers crossed, right? But sticking on the pandemic, take me back to last season, the 2020 season. And when you guys found out the season was going to be over, what was your message to the team, especially those men who knew it was going to be their last game in the old uniform? Yeah, that was was you know a couple of the toughest days of my career there, probably my life for for a number of reasons. One, um, we just had a great group of guys and twelve seniors on that team. You know, very good team and. 2019 uh, had really high aspirations and uh, we're all set. We played a couple times in U.S. Bank Stadium and we're getting ready to head to uh, just a fantastic tournament down in Pensacola, one of the top Division Three tournaments in the in the country. And uh, when the pandemic hit, so it was shock, disappointment, double disappointment for my family because my son was a senior on that team. So you know, kind of hit us hard there and. And really, for me personally, and I think for our guys, you know, it's after a, after a week or two of kind of really feeling sorry for ourselves and feeling bad about the deal, we just kind of 
took it off and said, listen, we got to try to find some joy in every day, and we can't afford to, to let days slip by without, you know, living life. So we rebounded, and, the, you know, kids are really resilient. And, and yeah, it's uh, 11 of those 12 guys graduated. One came back. Travis McDonald came back and is playing with us now. But it was just, I mean, it was for us like it was for everybody else. Yeah, and I think that's even a good message for any, you know, active life here going through this pandemic. You just got to keep moving forward, right? Matt, for those listeners who don't know you, you've been around the St. Olaf program working as the head coach for many years now. Uh, But when did you really start loving the game of baseball and knew you wanted to become a coach? And how did you get to where you are today? Mm -hmm. Well, I grew up, you know, I played uh, three sports in high school in southern Wisconsin, played football, basketball, and baseball. Really liked them all. I had, you know, I I loved baseball from as early as I can remember. I can remember, you know, putting my Little League uniform out, getting it all ready the night before games and things like that. So, I mean, you know, baseball is, has always been a tremendous passion of mine. My dad was my high school coach. He coached football in our, our town as well. So um, I kind of grew up in that coaching family. Came to St. Olaf, graduated in 1989, played for Jim Demick, of course, just fantastic person, fantastic baseball man. And, and so my dad and Coach Demick were two, you know, just huge influences in my life. Um, and then I went, actually, when I graduated from St. Olaf, I went into the business world and I was, I was working for Payne Weber. And it was the middle of the middle of the day in the summer. It was about 80 degrees outside. And I was, I was standing in my cubicle making phone calls and said, you know, I don't think that this is what I've, I want to be doing when I'm, I'm my current age. So, um, came, came down, talked to coach Demick. He said, well, why don't you go to grad school and, and, uh, be my assistant. So I did that and, um, was lucky enough to, to graduate at about the time he retired and got the job at St. Olaf. So, and, and been here for 27 years. And it's been one of those deals where every time there's been an opportunity to leave, there's been good reasons to, to stay too. And so, you know, our family loves Northfield, and it's it's been a great spot for us. Matt McDonald joining me, head coach of the St. Olaf baseball team here. And this is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Matt, last full season we had here, 2019, who are some players you expect to make an impact on this program that maybe we didn't see in 2019 and um, players that we may see for years to come? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. We we probably more so than anybody else in the league have a almost a brand new lineup uh, this year as opposed to two years ago. So we uh, graduated a lot of people the last two years. We do have some returners, um, TJ Rogers and Matt Muller, uh, two seniors from Minnetonka. TJ's our center fielder. Matt's our our shortstop. Two talented guys. Great great leader great leaders for us. I mentioned Travis McDonald. He's our, our fifth year senior, our guy who uh, came back. So those are kind of our three returners who have had some experience. We have a couple guys on the, on the mound, Sam Westermeyer is a junior this year um, who pitched a lot as a, as a first year player. And then Hunter Barber as well, who's a, who's a senior this year. But other than that, we're, we're new all over the place. So if I started listing guys, I'd have to list everybody. So we have, we're playing, Two new catchers. We've got uh, Joey Glampy, of course, from Northfield, who has had a great start for us playing first base. Um, 
playing a number of guys in the outfield, and then you know we haven't we haven't um, played enough games yet where I can I can talk about our our pitching depth. But um, you're going to see if if we can get back on on track here, you're going to see 12, 14 pitchers, probably uh, eight nine of whom you know haven't thrown a lot of innings in the league. So. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be an exciting exciting year for us if if uh, we get get them all played and hey the reality of it is you know in this COVID year if we get 25 30 32 regular season games that's a win for our program for any program so it's uh, it's really kind of a fragile time absolutely and these guys they just want to get out there and play right no question about it so it's it you can't. The um, thrill and excitement of putting on the uniform and act- actually playing is immeasurable. So we have, uh, you know, it's just so much fun to be in the dugout or when I'm coaching third, standing outside side of it and listening to what's going on in there. It's so special. And uh, these guys, and not just us, every team across the league and across the country, they just want to compete so bad. So um, it's, uh, it's, really, it's really fun to be out there doing it. Coach, I know there's a lot of areas potentially this team is excelling in, and maybe you guys have some goals to set for improvement. What are some of those? You know, our our main focus this year, because we're we're a brand new team, and and you know, results are important. Anybody who coaches, you know, the the final score it means a lot. But you know, from day one, we've preached. Listen, it's going to be about we're going to focus on ourselves, how we compete, how we act, how we treat the game, how we play when we're four runs up, how we play when we're four runs down. And if we can take care of all those things, you know, the, the scoreboard, that's going, to, that's going to work out fine for St. Olaf. So it's really just trying to, you know, create um, – the culture of competitiveness that we're that we're looking for here at a time where it's really hard to do because our guys aren't getting together off the field. You know, St. Olaf has done a great job with you know preventing the spread of COVID, but that means eating like four people to a table, and so we don't have the same kind of uh, camaraderie building activities you know off the field as we normally would. So um, we spent a lot of time on that at practice and. Uh, you know our guys have done a done a really good job too. You know our our seniors are are really concerned about the fact that they don't get to see our younger guys a lot outside of practice. So we try to give them a, give give them some time every day just to be with each other and talk about things outside of baseball. Matt McDonald, head coach of the St. Olaf baseball team, joining me. And Matt, we mentioned earlier in the interview the Carlton series this weekend canceled, but let's talk a little bit about that rivalry and uh, what it's going to mean when you guys are able to finally play them again. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's so much fun. You know, they're, um, Aaron Rushing does a fantastic job uh, with his crew over there. It's It's you know, it's neat, Northfield, smaller town, and just to be able to, you know, drive across the river and play. One, it's inexpensive for us. We don't have to get in two buses and, and drive somewhere. So, But it's it's easy. It's kind of a fun in-town rivalry, and, and uh, you know, the two programs really respect each other. Um, we really uh, respect their coaching staff, uh, and, uh, they you know, they do things the right way. So it's uh, it's it's disappointing that we're not playing this weekend. Um, hopefully, maybe we can 
we can add a non-conference game or two at the end of the year here. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just a bad break that that series happened to fall on this weekend. And we really hope that someday soon you guys will be playing against the Carlton Knights. Thanks again for joining us here today, and have a great rest of your uh, week. Thanks very much. It was great being on with you. Matt McDonald, head baseball coach at St. Olaf College. We're wishing him and the rest of the Ole squad the best of luck this season. When we return, Dirk Umbenhauer and I break down a crazy first week for the Minnesota Twins. This is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. People often create bucket lists to catalog a list of goals or achievements they would like to complete during their lifetime. At Falk Financial Services, we like to move beyond a list and establish a bucket plan aimed at providing a path to success. To learn more, call 507-645-2993 or visit us at falkfinancial.com. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities offered through First Heartland Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through First Heartland Consultants. Falk Financial Services is not affiliated with First Heartland Capital. Segment two of the On Deck Sports Show here. My name's Colin, bringing in Dirk Umbenhauer to talk some Minnesota Twins baseball. Dirk, thanks for coming in this morning. No problem, Colin. Happy to be here. And Dirk, man, what a wild week for the Minnesota Twins. Last time we talked, it was kind of a depressing start to the season. Uh, A game that the Twins really should have won, and things fell apart for them. But you really got to be happy with the way they've responded throughout this first week of the season from that disappointing start. No, yeah, they've done really well. 5-1 and one since that opening uh, game loss, as we mentioned. The only loss being at Detroit, and that was your number 5 starter. So, yeah, as you mentioned, kind of a good week for them here in the uh, first week of the 2021 season. Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And one thing we talked about before we left, we, we talked about Jose, and throughout last week's show... The expectations for him this season, his career, he's not been meeting them. A lot of times he has these giant lulls throughout a season. He usually starts off fast, and he's doing that right now. Right. I mean, that same trend's continuing. Let's hope it doesn't continue in the summertime when he normally cools down. But yeah, he threw that kind of last Saturday against Milwaukee through no hits through six. Um, and got pulled before that. In the bullpen gave a hit, but they won the game. And then he had a pretty good opening day start. Not opening day, beg your pardon. Opening day for Target Field on Thursday afternoon against Seattle. Only really one bad inning that he threw um, in the five and two-thirds to get the win there. So, yeah, he's off to a pretty good start. Um, but I'd say all the starters kind of are. Maeda's off to a good start. Uh, Pineda, who pitches today, had a good first start as well. So the pitching staff... At the starting rotation level, and I'd also say at the bullpen level, it's doing pretty well to start the year. Yeah, and you mentioned the home opener, Target Field. First game with fans quite a long time. It was nice to see fans out there at Target Field. No, yeah, it was nice. I think they said about 9,600, so close to selling out those 10,000 uh, seats that they have open here to start the season. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely better. I mean, last year you didn't have the crowd noise on home runs and all that. That was kind of weird. This, this year you did have some of that, which kind of brought you back a little bit closer to normalcy, and hopefully uh, the situation gets better throughout the year with the vaccine rollout and all that, that we can keep adding more fans back to Target Field throughout the year. And, Dirk, for me, I really felt like you could feel a buzz in the stadium. There's a big difference between the fake pipe-in noise and the real crowd noise, and that was really 
just exciting to see out there at Target Field. And I look forward to seeing more of that today. Talking more about the twin success this week, though, Nelson Cruz went off. And, man, he had he's got a few home runs already this season. He could have had one more in that Milwaukee game, I guess. I mean, not really, but technically he, yeah, he had, he had, had a home run yeah, there, no, too. So it's like... Man, he is really swinging the bat well. Yeah, he always he always crushes the Detroit Tigers. It seems, and that's kind of what he did. He had that um, pretty influential. Even in the game they lost, he had home. He almost brought them back for a win. And then the third game, he actually did have a big part in starting that rally uh, that gets to that win based off Polanco's uh, two run RBI double there, scoring the winning run. By the way, Cruz did, um, and had that kind of signature Nelson Cruz thing is on the first game against the Tigers in that series. You know, had that grand slam that went just foul. There's controversy over whether it was foul or not. Next pitch, make sure nobody cares and just hits it over the fence anyway for a grand slam. That's kind of what Nelson Cruz brings to the team is big bat and also veteran leadership as well. And it's pretty incredible. He still looks like he's swinging this in his early 40s. And I'll tell you what, Dirk, I think the Twins got to feel pretty fortunate to have him back this year because he has been such a huge part to this lineup over the last few years. Like you said, the veteran leadership, but just that bat, he is... For his age and the way he's playing, it's incredible. He deserves way more credit than I think he gets. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about another bat that's hot in the lineup, Byron Buxton. And, man, this kid just looks like he is ready to explode. Barring injury, of course. That has been the story for many years. Right. But... We might be onto something here with Byron. I know it's early in the season, but... Yeah, it's one of those where it's like, you know, I think he's hit the ball better than I've seen in a week than since he started his career. And he's had some good weeks, obviously, since he started his career. 2017 was pretty good. This, though, you know, as you mentioned, four home runs already. He's hitting mid-400s. That is early, but it's still a good hot streak to start the season. Um, He's just getting on base. He seems to be seeing the baseball well. Now, can he keep it up? Who knows? As you mentioned, he has injuries. Every player has a cold stretch, but his cold stretches, when they've happened, go on for a long, long time where he can't seem to hit a bat. So hopefully that doesn't turn. But if Byron Buxton has turned to where he's more of a consistent hitter, maybe not four home runs in a week, but maybe like two home runs in a week or something like that, hitting as he does now most weeks, it's a dark horse MVP candidate. Because we've always been saying if he puts all the five, it's very early. We need to see more weeks before we can actually put him in the discussion. But he has all the tools to be a five-tool player. We've talked about it for years. If that bat gets consistent, look out. Uh, I, 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 mm, I'm excited about him. Uh, you know, I just said it, right? As I, as I, the I, MVP talk, come on. As I, said, come we on. Need, as I said, we need to see him for a few more weeks. And if he hits like this for a few more weeks, then we can put well, him in absolutely. the early season discussion. I, I said early season discussion if he hits for a few more weeks. I'm not putting him in an MVP race just, just after one week. You know, the fans the other day chanted MVP, home opener. A bit early for me. <laughs> we chanted MVP for Carl Anthony Towns once. So he wasn't going to win true. It. That's so... true. We started that chant. <laughs> we did. We, we did. We did start that Way back chant. on a night in 2018 when everyone thought Jimmy Butler was going to take us to hopes and dreams. But this is a baseball show. <laughs> yes, let's talk about baseball. But again, like you said, Byron Buxton, hopefully he can keep the consistency and keep putting that together for the Minnesota Twins. That being said, we got a game today. Right, Dirk? Uh, our pitching matchup. Well, you Miguel, got it. Miguel Pineda is back on the mound today um, at Target Field. Michael uh, Pineda. Michael Pineda. Beg my pardon. Michael Pineda <laughs> is back on the mound today at Target Field. Um, he'll be pitching against Yushi Kikuchi. 
Um, he's started for the Mariners. Kikuchi in his first start of the season, 4.5 ERA, 10 strikeouts um, early in the season. So some pluses and minuses from his first start of the year. Pineda, of course, no runs allowed in his first game of the year against Milwaukee uh, the other week. So again, Twins lineup dominated the home opener on Thursday. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that momentum up against Kikuchi and also to see if the Mariners, who haven't had a bad start to the year, they won their series against the White Sox, um, who are supposed to be one of the better teams in Major League Baseball um, at home uh, before coming here to Target f- Field. So see if they can bounce back here and keep some early season more success than you thought because the Mariners, a lot of prospects this year, not really supposed to go anywhere. If they can have some success and even get close to 500, I'd say that's a good season for them. So see how the Mariners come off this year. And Pineda is a guy who... He's a guy. Yes, who (laughs) at times when our pitching rotation has struggled over the last couple years, there was times where he might be your best guy. No, yeah, he was. (laughs) Right? 2019, he was your best guy until he got caught with um, performance enhancers, which was actually a big crushing blow for the playoffs. The Twins could have actually won one playoff game. I'm going to be intrigued to see how he continues to play this year. It'd be nice if he played up to that yeah. level he did that year. And obviously you need Barrios to continue to step up. and um, Maeda. Yes, Maeda. Yeah, maybe you catch lightning a bottle with somebody else. I don't know. But it'll, it'll be a fun matchup here today. Dirk, any last thoughts on uh, today's game or last week for Twins Baseball? I thought the first week was good. Keep it up and all that stuff, you know. And if the Twins pitching stays hot like this with that lineup, we could be going much longer than getting swept in the first round this year. Yeah, maybe we could hopefully win a game. But it is but early. A, but yeah, it is early. I will way. caution. It is, yeah. it is early. Yeah, I mean, you did talk about MVP candidates. In the I show. said again after like a wait a month, <laughs> wait a month and put them in the early season conversation. Mike Trout might just get more motivated by me saying that. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Dirk, thanks for coming on this morning. No problem, Colin. We'll be back on air next week at 7 p.m. covering the Twins in the Los Angeles Angels series. Special thanks to St. Olaf head baseball coach Matt McDonald for being our guest earlier in the show and for Dirk Umbenhauer. My name is Colin Lansteiner. This was the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Don't change that dial, folks. The Twins look to continue their success taking on the Seattle Mariners. Game two of the series is coming up next right here on KYMN.